So obviously, weeks turn into months with regards to these podcast recordings, and I really lose track of time. I mean, it's interesting because I'm starting work tomorrow again, and I suspect that it will be a different thing than when I left for the girls to be born. And within that, a lot of it is the procedural nature of what I did and finding methods of dealing with the procedural nature as some degree of chaos ensues, if that makes some sense. So within that, I also have, you know, a life <laughs> to live. The changes that have occurred make me wonder where I will be in two to five years. My hope is I will find some calm in a variety of things, which I'm slowly working on currently. But within that, there are so many unknowns. So all I can do really is enjoy the time I have now with my daughters, with my wife, and really explore certain elements that I want to explore within this period. Now, having talked about in My Rules Are Better, the movement I'm finding away from violence, guns, these kind of things, I'm still working more heavily than I thought I would be on SimCLine. My hope is within the next month or so to actually record quite a large update on what I've been doing with it. But the main technical work has been associated with memory caching and taking these vast JSON files that have a lot of numerical interrelationship and then finding ways to grab that information and represent it in real time without certain memory bottlenecks and slowdowns. And this has caused quite detailed rewrites. I mean, I still need to do some cleanup associated with the original perspective that I had associated with how these files would load and work to the way I do it now, based on a series of problems where you get to a space and you can't quickly and easily work back from where you are. So I've been going through these various abstract kind of computer science-esque concepts in order to make the Sim C-Line thing work reasonably real-time. And it's interesting, actually, because I've had basic radio silence on this while I've worked through it, because it's just too nerdy, <laughs> even for YouTube, to describe what's going on here. But I think SimCLine will certainly be at a state where I can start showing some of the aspects of what I've been working on. And then you have this huge map that I need to kind of bring together and then convert from, uh, well, it's a PNG file, basically. It'll be a huge PNG file into vector descriptions, which is literally just every line in the thing has a representation of the stop and the start. Buildings have representations of their, their I don't know, <laughs> rectangularness, for want of a better term. And then there's a whole lot of bits and pieces in between. So I'm at a stage currently which, when I did what was called the Nirvana Project at the time, became Noble 8, now the APSDK, there were periods of relatively constant updates that I could show. The biggest movement from that was when I had a real-time landscape um, visualization component and that took about 18 months of relative silence while I developed that to the capacity that could be used and I think well, it's certainly still used in the APSDK that thing. The other uh, things like reporting from what was called classic Mac OS or something into Carbon which enabled it to be run on Mac OS 10, and that was a similar length of time where I was just doing incremental, and I did talk about stuff then, but it still was ethereal for the general user. And really, that work was what enabled Apple to pick up the simulation. So I do appreciate that these times of quiet working are critical 
to develop certain bits of technology, but also aren't very good for observers or people that are interested in what's going on with the project because it's nothing major to show and then you've got a big break and then you can show some stuff. I can see a user just saying, why did it take so long to do this piece? And if you're not in the trenches of actually running the code and doing the analysis and all these other bits and pieces, you really can't, you know, you're not a part of that conversation. So my hope is that SimCLine will define a body of work uh, in the next, I don't know, two to four years, potentially. It's a very long-term thing. And this kind of long-term programming is the antithesis of, you know, having folks like Bob Mottram involved. So it's time-consuming, not particularly publicly-facing, and really, when you talk to people about it, they're like, well, you know, we could see the commits into the source code, but no one ever says that. <laughs> there seems to be some energy being used that no one has any access to, and then it just appears as almost a new thing. Or really, for the skeptical, something that looks very similar to what was there previously, but because they don't appreciate the nuances and the distinction between the movement. I don't know. Anyway, so that's SimCLine, an ongoing project. I also have been doing bits and pieces of writing with the view that if I had some ongoing publishing effort, if I had an ongoing series of stories that I was developing over time, that would generate some kind of, you know, potential reader base, potentially. So I'm starting that with the view that I have a large backdrop of writing, none of which was published. And I'm really very close to the end of Just Plain Chaos, which also hopefully will be published writing at some stage. I put in the feed the Shock Chi death discussion, and I'm really very mindful of that still. Now we know what he died from. It's a lot more, I don't know, not necessarily clinical, not necessarily negative, but just that this individual really wasted their their legacy fundamentally. And it's a really interesting, certainly when I spent time with Wozniak and these kind of people, the notion of legacy was absolutely critical in the forefront of their memories, in fact. Like, literally, they were constantly doing things in their lives to create this thing about legacy, this impact around legacy. So I'm relatively mindful that I really have given up on that whole thing, the whole notion of legacy. But at the same point, I want to do interesting stuff that resonates with a certain group of people. And I think that's what's going to come out of Sim Line. My real concern is that the length of time to do these things is such where for people that are passively observing this, it's not going to be like my historical work, which at least had incremental progress within a couple of months. You know, you'd add various things within a couple of months. Whereas the vastness of this and the choices, the technical choices you have to make to go through it is very much associated with, I want this technology to work and be usable for 15 to 20 years' time and not be a bottleneck. And at each of these points, there's pre-existing software that does kind of like what I'm looking for, but not quite everything. And I've gone for the realm of kind of hand-rolling everything to get it to do exactly what I want, which really is not a contemporary... You just stack stuff now. You find things that are kind of like what you want, you stack them together, and you get kind of like what you want with some deficiencies, but no one ever cares about that because of the rapidity of getting stuff out. And I've chosen a different direction for this, and this might be a long-term problem. Certainly in bringing people into this kind of software development, using existing on-the-shelf software 
is always preferable. So I'm bucking a number of trends here, which could really be to my detriment. However, I'm getting software that does exactly what I want specifically for this purpose. And I think within this purpose, there are certainly practical applications for, you know, speedy JSON parsing and memory caching around particularly curious JSON objects and these kind of things. I mean, all these things bring benefit to some portion of the population if they choose to discover or interact with it, which is really the difficulty once you actually write the software. So that, I think, is SimC line in an incredibly obtuse soundbite. And it's ongoing, and I can't predict... My hope is, like I was saying, within the next month, another YouTube release. Not sure whether people actually watch those things, but it'll be interesting, actually, to see how many people have watched it in the eight months since I did the last one. Wait and see, I guess. In addition... I've been, you know, unpacking a lot of the PTSD that I have from San Jose, which has been really a very curious process. And other than that, I don't know. I I find myself in various, mainly through what I'm reading, which tends to be Second World War, you know, reflective biographies of various people. So somewhere through here, I need to restart Model Rail Radio as well. And I'm getting to the stage where I think I just record a few more episodes and put them out. There's a, not a huge gulf. There's about six, six, maybe eight episodes that have not yet been edited and put online. It might be closer to four, actually. So I need to get the discipline together and actually get those episodes online. Otherwise, we're just missing huge chunks. And this is all from last year as well. I mean, that's the sad thing about it is that the kind of accumulation of moving and the girls and everything else that's happened has meant that just large chunks of time have been lost and I need to go and resuscitate that time and put it out. Uh, I'm going back to work tomorrow and that also will force me to readjust basically my coping strategies and my means of dealing with real-time work. I have some genuine concerns about that because obviously I've been off work for three months and I've had this large life-changing experience of my daughters being born. But I think I'm capable of finding coping strategies around this. I don't anticipate the first month will be well-defined in terms of the other things that I do. But I am hoping that I'll be able to get back to recording at least three times every two months, say, a model rail radio recording. And for me, it's a social outing more than anything. It gives me an opportunity to to talk with long-term friends. Although the whole format associated with what's happening with model railroading and also kind of collective change in a variety of the participants means that you know model rail radio is not the same thing as it was, as it was even six months ago and a few of the participants there have been various ebbs and flows and politics and it really is very curious that some of them that i considered historically at least close friends have now completely dropped off the radar in part because of bad behavior on their part but basically they're not just not responding to my correspondence so you know model rail radio has always been an evolution of of people and interactions. But it'll be interesting to see what it looks like now and in the near future as we start to slowly return to some form of recording normalcy. And I think, yeah, it's probably one of the most interesting times in Model Rail Radio because there are so many deficiencies that I just need to catch up with. At the same time, my life is such that I just haven't had... I couldn't. There's nothing that I could have done more. I did edit a single episode and put together some episodes while I was, you know, through this thing as my daughters were born. But I think I need to change certain aspects of the format too. 
maybe limit the shows to an hour and a half, perhaps. Something just to get back into the step of things, I think. And obviously catching up with the old recordings, getting them in the feed, getting that all live and working again is pretty important. And I probably need to actually start declaring time to do that, like formalise, got to get these episodes post-produced and out. So that will definitely be to be continued in the upcoming months to see what that looks like, both in terms of the historical recordings getting out and then in terms of new live recordings being done. So I think this probably wraps up a, a long funk recording. There are other topics that I've been thinking about recently, but I'll probably have to share those with you at another time. Tom Barbalay in San Jose, signing out.